If you can dodge a wrench, you can dodge a ball. What? Oh! Oh! Any other questions? people uh, to a, a special pectoral edition of Dude and a Monkey. Um, I am one of your co-hosts, Mark Foster, and as ever, I'm joined by... Ian Loring. Uh, Mark. Hello. Man City and Liverpool have agreed a £49 million deal for Raheem Sterling. Good fucking riddance. Yeah, man. I've got to say, if I was a Man City fan, I would not want him. He is a odious little shit. I'm not pretending he isn't a talented odious little shit. But I honestly, categorically say, I think I have watched every single game he has played for Liverpool. And he is never, ever going to be worth more than 49 million or the 50 million or whatever it will end up being. He will never be worth more than his potential is right now. I, I, I say good on Liverpool for getting, like, for, like, playing hardball. It's, uh, I mean... I, the, it was it was inevitable that that was going to happen, and I think a lot of people knew it was going to happen. I was told by a uh, a journalist, uh, football journalist friend of mine, uh, about two weeks ago that it was done, the deal was done, um, but they didn't want it to go through until um, August, um, and then Raheem Sterling started behaving like a little shit uh, and essentially just ringing sick. Oh, it hasn't worked today, not very well. Really? It, it, it is. I was listening to a... Um, I'm going to go off on a little mini tangent. I was listening yeah, to a Liverpool-based um, podcast um, the other day, uh, and um, the uh, journalist for The Times, uh, Rory Smith, was saying uh, it is quite literally like... Um, like, it is him and his agent have gone through the 
Dirty Tricks Handbook, Agent Dirty Tricks Handbook, and just picked fucking every single one to fucking play. Um, he's a, a good player. He's not a great player. He has the potential to be a very good player. Um, not gonna be, you know, not gonna be sad to see the back of him though. I think he's poisonous in a in a dressing room, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, you know, when when you're a 20 year old kid who hasn't really had the best of seasons, um, and you're offered a hundred grand a week, uh, and you turn around and go, well, uh, I want 150, and I want to go somewhere else. And you start behaving like that, it's a little bit like, all right, all right, go away then. We'll take a 50 million, and then someone will go, but remember what happened to Scott Sinclair and Jack Rodwell and Micah Richards? You know, Man City are a great club, and I don't want to shit on Man City because I don't agree with all the, the mudslinging that comes with them having money, but, you know, they've not proved to be a great breeding ground for young English talent. That's just yeah. a, a that's just a, a fact. It's not a it's not a having a go at them. Um, you know the, the fact is you know don't be wrong. Majority clubs are great for leading grounds for young English talent. They're just not. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I'm happy just to see the fucking back of him. Um, and less than four weeks till the start of the season now. Oh fuck! I am so I fucking hate off season. I, I, I hate I, it. Yeah. It's you know what. This is the right time. This is the time every year when Sky put their prices up. And if you're a football fan and you have the Sky sports package, which essentially is just a fucking football package, this is the right time because you go, fucking, I want some football now. I want it now. I'm sick of this. (laughs) Uh, And so you go, when when they go, it's an extra six pounds. You go, I don't care. I don't, when is it on? Uh, it's it's horrible. <laughs> and they, I was there going, oh, it's all right, because I've got the Women's World Cup, the Under-21s Championship, and the Copper America. That'll see me through. It'll be brilliant. Wait, what? Nobody's showing the Copper America? What? Why? I've got to watch bad streams of the Copper America. This, this sucks. BT Sport at least was showing the Women's World Cup, so I've got to watch some of that. I watched a little bit of the Under-21s, but now there's nothing. All there is is the upcoming friendlies and their shit. I just want a football back. Well, the thing is, it's like a week earlier than it usually is. Yeah. Because it's usually the weekend of my birthday or or just before that. But my birthday is the, the second Saturday of the season this year. Yeah. Like, it, like the 8th of August feels like a really early start to the Premier League season. But I'm assuming it's because of, like, maybe because of Euro 2016, yeah, it, so it, it, the season has to end earlier. It's because the Euros, they're ending it, they're starting it a week earlier and they're ending it two weeks earlier. Oh. But then I think the, yeah, they're ending it two weeks earlier, but then I think that the, uh, the Champions League final is is earlier as well because it was in the Champions League final was in fucking June. Yes, yeah, the Champions League final was like really late this season, wasn't it? It was yeah. like the last weekend of May. Mm, it was stupid. <laughs> it's the best way to describe it. It was. But really still, stupid. man, less than four weeks. I can't wait. Me neither. I can't, I can't fucking wait. wait. 
Yes. Um, I, well, anyway, on to more testosterone-fueled fun. Um, today, we have a, a, a retro review and we have a new review for you. We're going to cover, uh, in our new review, Magic Mike uh, XXL. And obviously, because of that, we're also going to look back on Magic Mike, uh, something that I, uh, you reviewed on, on Heroes, I believe. Um, yeah. And, you know, a film which uh, we, we both... You know, kind of enjoyed, and it's good to go back to it sort of three years later to see how it's aged and what we've picked up and what worked and what didn't, and, and sort of go from there before we chat about uh, Magic Mike XXL, the sequel. Uh, we're also going to chat some trailers. Uh, we're not going to have any questions because we haven't had any because uh, I forgot to ask for any. Yeah, um, to be fair, I didn't ask either. And uh, we're going to chat uh, if we get time, which we probably will. We're going to chat uh, a little bit of what we've been watching. I know I've not watched a lot because I've quite simply not had any fun in time but i have got a couple that you know that i can i can happily talk about uh ian is there anything else that's happened in the uh, wonderful world of film this week that we can talk about before we delve into some trailers no no there hasn't it's been really big well, it's all comic con yeah um, shit. Well, i mean what's what's come out of comic con if anything uh i, I know it's the, the you know I, I i have a rule i was just saying to uh Ian off mic i have a rule i i will not watch any of the fucking leaked trailers uh i'll wait i can happily wait until they've come out as an actual trailer. Um, I, I was sorely tempted by the Deadpool one, though, to be honest, because uh, that seems to have gone down really, really fucking well, which I am I'm super happy for. Deadpool's a, a great character, um, and it, it, it'll be fun to watch a proper R-rated comic book movie again. That fucker is going to make, like, less than 100 million worldwide. Like, I know, like, box office doesn't mean, like, critical success, but I do not see that film doing well at all. Ryan Rod- uh, Rodney Reynolds, bless him, seems to kind of be box office poison. And I I just... It'd be, it'd be great. It would be great if something like that could do well. And maybe with the X-Men connection, maybe they can get something out there. But it, I, I don't know. It, I mean, the it's going to be interesting. It, it, it's a relatively, for a, for essentially a, a Marvel Comics movie, um, it's a relatively low budget. Um, you know, in comparison to, to you know to the budgets that a lot of the other ones get, so it, it doesn't have to make the sort of three four hundred million, um, you know, but the box office that um, a lot of these other films have to make. This is one where they quite literally it is it's been kind of willed into existence, and I think you know they're happy a little bit to an extent to kind of go. Do you know what? This might break even at the cinema uh yeah. on, on cinema releases and then we'll make our money on home release um and it isn't going to be a it isn't going to be something that we'll get a massive amount of yield out of but we'll make a bit of money there's the possible chance that we might make a lot of money and fuck it people stop saying we should do a deadpool movie it is yeah. literally it's that and i'm I don't, really it kind excited. of it kind of feels to me like fox uh not as aggressively, but a kind of doing the Sony thing around Amazing Spider-Man 2, where they were just like, we're going to do this, we're going to do this, we're going to do this, we're going to do this. But Fox are basically like throwing stuff up on the screen and kind of maybe seeing what sticks a little bit. Like, I think how Fantastic Four goes down 
that's going to dictate a lot of what happens from there. Like, are we going to see a Fantastic Four X-Men crossover, as is rumoured? If Deadpool does well, could they see... Like, could they see a, a, a franchise of those films and could they bring in other elements from the X-Men universe into that? And like I say, it's not as aggressive as Sony, like, announcing, oh, we're going to do Sinister Six and we're going to do an Aunt May film or whatever the fuck they were doing there. But it feels like they've still got less of a game plan than Marvel and increasingly DC. Do you know what, that? I quite like the idea of the fact that they seem to be releasing this Deadpool movie, and it will be, it, it, if it does really well, there might be another one, but they're releasing it as Deadpool. That's it. It's mm. going to be, mm-hmm. as it stands now, it is one movie. And one of the things that is starting to fucking wear me down about the whole fucking comic book franchise is everything is leading to the next movie and the next movie. I, so essentially, it's getting to the point of where we're going to sit down at one point and watch one of these Marvel movies and go, hang on a minute, that was a 114-minute trailer for four movies that I just sat through. That's a fair point. And that, it's going to get to the point where you're going to go, do you know what? I don't... Wow, I just... I do not give a fuck anymore. And I'm, I'm getting very, very close. You know... You've got the Captain America uh, movie coming up, where it is that doesn't look like a Captain America movie. It's looking like a Marvel is literally going to get weave all its fucking threads and go. This is what it, this this is this is the movie that catapults us into all of these movies. It, it looks like Avengers two point five. It is, yeah. And if you're gonna do that, why why not have just made that the fucking Avengers movie? You know, it's they're starting. The more I look back on the Avengers: Age of Ultron, the more I start to go, that was a bit pants. It's going to be a rewatch of that. It's going to be very interesting. It is, yeah, because I I might. I'm perfectly open to the fact that I might rewatch it and go, no, do you know what? A lot of fun, actually. You know, it it, it, it holds up better. I got more out of it. But I also think there could be an idea of a rewatch where I go. This feels really fucking rushed. I'm, I, I just my prevailing emo- uh, thing from Age of Ultron is the fact that it's called Age of Ultron, and Ultron is one of the least focused on aspects of the entire film. Yeah, and and that's that is a problem. It's going to be very interesting to see once Joss Whedon is a couple years away from it and no longer really directly involved with Marvel Studios, it's going to be interesting to see what he has to say about that film at that time. But then again, he wrote and directed it, so you can only... He was very whingy about it, though, wasn't he? Yeah, he was. But, I mean, you know, in the end of the day, he was happy to take the praise that people had for the first Avengers. He maybe should be willing to accept the criticism of the second one. Whereas it kind of feels like he he just make sarcastic comments, but be a bit mingy about it. If anyone actually did to his face, he, 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 he started to he, the, the the red flags fucking started to go off for me with Age Ultron when he started to get his excuses in very early. Yeah, and it was a bit like, ooh, hang on a minute, <laughs> you know the movie hasn't even fucking come out. You know, you weren't being like this about the last one, saying. I'll never direct a big studio movie again, and I'm so tired, and it was so blah and blah and blah. And it's like, that this is worrying. But yeah, like you say, a, a rewatch is going to be really fucking interesting on that one. Mm, 
Um, I mean, speaking of comic booky trailers. Yes. Well, yes. We um, a bit of trailers. Nice segue there. Yeah, man. Um, so the only, like, pretty much the only official thing to come out of like the major film comic compounds, apart from the behind-the-scenes Star Wars thing, uh, the comic con trailer for Batman vs Superman, which, frankly, this should have been the first teaser. You know, yeah. like this, it, it would have been it, it because it's a bit of a mic drop of a trailer, whereas the the first one was a bit of a. Right, really? Mm. Yeah, the, the, well, yeah, yeah. Do you know what? Do you know what is an interesting way to back that up? I, I when it came out as the the, the the release the Comic Con trailer, I thought, oh, fucking hell, great! Finally, we've got a first trailer for uh, <laughs> the Batman versus Superman movie, and I thought, wait a minute, I'm sure we've seen some of it, and I I went, I went to search for it. It was like, oh no, we have had a trailer, yeah. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I mean, it's um, I'm really, I'm, I'm really looking forward to it now. I, I, I just, I am. Um, it looks like it's going to be three hours long. Um, yeah, it looks, it looks like it's going to be a bit epic. Yeah, which uh, I'm, yeah, I'm not too sure about that. But then again, I suppose you could kind of probably bash through the Bruce Wayne origin story pretty quick. Um. And I don't know. I mean, it'd be interesting if it is just basically a, a Batman story and then and a Superman story. Then at, at like halfway through, they come to blows or something like that. That I think that could be interesting. Um, I think I need to see more of Jesse Eisenberg. Um, I liked it. I liked yeah, I mean, him. like somebody somebody on Twitter described him as like a dandy, and I think that's pretty spot on. And if he if he is playing it like that the whole the whole way through, I think I can I can go with that. But I think maybe it was more of a mistake of the trailer editing. But you know when he says the red capes are coming, mm. and then the screen goes black, and then he says it again. Yeah. But like the voice without like the way he, he, his body language and his face there, just the voice sounds goofy as shit. Yeah, but I, I think that's an intentional part of the character. I think he literally is going to be. Is one of those uh, he can do whatever the his attitude he can do whatever the fuck he wants because he's got all the money and all the brains in the world that he can literally just be a dick. I mean, <laughs> and, I, I, and that's what that's what I get out of it. A, a little bit like just Jesse Eisenberg, to be honest. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I, I think it's hilarious as well that after all that criticism of the destruction of the end of Man of Steel, Zack Snyder was just like, do you know what, Internet? Yes. I, you've just started my next film for me. Thank you very much. It is, you know, I, it is glorious, that, isn't it? I, when I saw that, I thought, oh, that's a wonderful way to turn it around and go, oh, do you know what? Fuck you. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, I am sure if people hadn't kicked off about that, this film would be yeah. different, frankly. But I... I that's such a wonderfully kind of almost like meta trolling. It is. <laughs> yeah. It, uh, and it, it, the thing is, Snyder is the type of the type of fucking just smart ass bastard that would do something like that. Yeah, yeah. Just I, I, to, I mean, just to I be don't a know. dick. 
I, like you kind of have to just clap at that, to be honest. Yeah. I think that's hilarious. And I mean, to be fair, that shot of Affleck running towards the just like the uh, the kind of like the the, the smoke and the smouldering, like. But yes, obviously it's it's uh, evocative of nine eleven, mm. uh, obviously. But but let's it's face still it, a... all of these all of these superhero disaster movies have played on that. Oh no, totally. But I mean, it's quite. I think it's quite a stirring shot, and I think it very very efficiently sets up why Bruce Wayne has a problem with Superman. Yes, and yeah, that, that it, it's very clever, as you say, because they've kind of what they've done is they've gone. Well, you know, they've boxed it off in literally a a fifteen second clip in a trailer. They've gone, they've gone. All right, by the way, that's this. Oh, yeah. Oh, well, that makes fucking sense. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I like. I it's it's gonna be interesting. I mean, there's a lot of meat in here. I mean, you've got the um, uh, Batman looking at the uh, the Robin costume with uh, the jokes on you or whatever it is that it says mm. there, and you know, I that's I I. I I, I don't know. I'm really, really, really looking forward to it. I thought it was a really impressive trailer, and I'm not a Snyder hater, you know. So I've got that. I've got that in my favour as well. Um, I, I, I'm, I'm looking at this moment in time. I am looking forward to this more than Civil War. Mm. Um, but then again. Hopefully, we're going to see a first trailer for Civil War soon, and that could completely change. I'd like to think with Ant-Man coming out next week, we might see something from Civil War this week. It'd give it a bit of a... Ant-Man's one that could could backfire. I don't think it's going to, actually. I think it'll do quite well. I don't think it'll do amazing, but I think it'll do quite well. But if they wanted to light a fucking rocket under its ass, putting a Civil War um, trailer before it and advertising that fact would help yeah no totally you know i mean Ant man's gonna do fine it's it's yeah it's not gonna do even guardians numbers no. but it's it's gonna comfortably do like 506 million worldwide yeah uh, it, it, it looks fun you know that that's it. It, it it looks like it could be quite a bit of fun really to be honest mm, absolutely well i mean we'll talk about it next week yeah, anyway yeah. so um um what, what else have we got uh, um, what else have you watched? I've got. A I uh, I watched the trailer for the Transporter refueled. <laughs> oh yeah, what do you think? Um, I'll watch it on Netflix. Yeah, that's but... that's exactly mine. That is that couldn't have midweek Netflix Netflix watch written over it more clearly. Yeah, yeah. That no, absolutely. without question is a. Uh, fuck it, why not? <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I mean, at the cinema before Magic Mike XXL, for the, saw the trailer for this um film, Paper Towns. I oh, think yeah, it the, is. Um, it's it's the new one from the chap who wrote Fault in Our Stars. Fault in Our Stars, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, um, well just I, read the book. Oh, fair enough. What did she think? Uh, she she liked the book. She liked the book more than she liked um the Fault in Our Stars book. Oh, fair um, enough. Yeah, so she's she's kind of interested in seeing it, and I've, I've said to her, if, if she wants to go and see it, I'm happy to go and see it with her. Yeah, I, 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 I really liked Fort Nasty. I thought it was, I thought it was, it was, it, was it, it fucking surprised me actually. Um, I, I really enjoyed it, and uh, the kid who's in this was in Fort Nasty, and he was also in um, that. Uh, um, I can't remember what it's called. Um, 
a film that I watched recently uh, that was terrible, but he was actually quite good in it. Bad nice. Behaviour, I think it's called, or something like that. Uh, the film's awful, but he's actually quite entertaining in it. Yeah, I mean, I, um, I don't know. I mean, it looks, it looks like one I'm just gonna watch at home. Um, I mean, the lead kid, it might be that kid. He, he seemed a bit monosyllabic and monotone, but that might be the point in the character. Um, it, I don't know. It looks like it's gonna have less, less kind of universal oh, kind yeah. of a, a feeling to it than the Fault in Our Stars did. It look, it kind of looks like it's gonna be very of its target audience. But then yeah. again, so did the perks of being a wallflower and I really enjoyed that. Yeah, so, yeah, well, um, I really enjoyed that surprised me. It, it very much is uh the um that uh, Miley Cyrus and Channing Tatum Nicholas Sparks uh, novel um uh, adaptation. It is that to the notebook as that that was. Yeah, that's a really good analogy. Yeah, totally. Um and I think that's it from me actually. I've just seen the trailer for that Jack Black starring Goosebumps films online, which well, I haven't I, seen I, yet. Yeah, I, I watched that. Um it, it looks really fucking good. I'm, I'm oh, really yeah. looking forward to it. Yeah, it does it, it looks like it, it's because the idea about it is is that he's the guy who wrote the, the Goosebumps books. Um and a kid moves in next door and actually opens one of the books uh, and all the books start to come to life. And so it, it's a mixture of, uh, of animation and, and, and real life, and they're having to—they've been chased by all of the characters from the the Goosebumps books. Which... And, and Jack Black is playing R.L. Stein. Yeah, yeah, Jack Black's playing that's... R.L. Stein. Um, yeah, that's cool. Uh, right. Some of the CG looks a little bit, I think, intentionally not brilliant because it's supposed to look like it's drawn. So I, I can get behind that, but I watched it and went, "Yeah, do you know what? Yes, I am. I am." definitely well up for on a you know a, a chilly october night going to fucking watch that yeah yeah i i oh man i'm actually gonna watch that trailer once we're done it, um, it looks like it looks like a lot of fun do you know what it, it, you know what it reminded me of it reminded me a lot of um oh fuck what's it called my brain's gone dead today um the stop animation movie Paranorman, that's it, yeah. It reminded me a lot of, of that kind of, uh, you know, um, vibe they're going for with it. Um, oh, so, that'll do for me. So, yeah, so I, I, I was quite impressed with that. Uh, there's the um, the Hunger Games um, teaser came out. Um, the movie that everybody seems to forget uh, is coming out this year. Uh, that fucking franchise uh, has gone from being a global phenomenon to a, uh, oh, yeah, that's coming out, isn't it? <laughs> so fucking quickly. I really, really like all the Hunger Games films. I even like the last one. Yeah, well, you're insane. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, it, it looks all right. It, it, do, you know what, do you know what it looks like? It looks like the movie the last one should have been because the last one could have been condensed down at 20 minutes at the start of this fucking movie. I'm, I'm a little bit like Mike, Chinstroker Mike, um, from... Um, uh, in, 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 um, on his opinion on Harry Potter 7. Oh, yeah. Um, where he really, really likes part one, and I think he's insane for that. Um, but I really like Mockingjay part one because I think it's got some really interesting things for the target audience to say about media manipulation um, and, uh, like, how the, the press can, like, bring you up and tear you down um which 
I, I, I thought it was quite subtle, and I was in a way I was kind of glad they they split it into two films, even though that was for purely commercial reasons. Because I actually think it did like there seemed to be some sort of artistic reason for doing so. I think. I think. Yeah, yeah. I I I think the artistic reason is uh, somebody wanted to buy a new two hundred million dollar painting or something like that. Uh, Bridge of Spies. Yeah. Um, watch the trailer for that. The oh. um, um, right, it looks like Spielberg is trying to make a not Spielberg movie. It's really strange. Um, it's I don't know. It's just the trailer. You've seen the trailer of this, haven't you? I've seen the first trailer. Yeah, it it's color graded to to fuck. I mean, it, it, and that's not a that's not a Spielberg thing. It, it, minority Report. My, yeah, Minority Report was, but Minority Report looked really nice. It, mm. it, it felt in keeping. Yeah, this yeah. feels uh, it. It feels like Spielberg's gone. I want to do. A, I want to do this story, but I want to do something new. It's like no, because you Spielberg, and I'm not a massive Spielberg fan, but I can happily accept the fact that the guy is incredibly talented. But this felt like Spielberg trying to do a cool thriller. I mean, it, it's just... You, even fucking Spielberg, you, you can do this movie in your fucking sleep and it'd still be 7 out of 10. If you put some fucking effort in it, it'll be fucking awesome. It, it, it just... It didn't feel Spielberg-y, which is really weird. I've got no interest in this whatsoever. No, it's it's gonna it, it's gonna have to take some really good reviews to get me up for this. The title is generic as fuck. Mm. The plot it, the, the plot just doesn't sound all that interesting to me. Um, but then again, he made a three-hour-long film about Lincoln, prove quite riveting to me. So you know, who knows? But I like. I would have preferred it if they'd actually released this under untitled Steven Spielberg Cold War thriller, mm. which is you know what it was known for the longest time. Um, I think this is the first Spielberg film for like forty years that isn't being scored by John Williams as well. Is it not? Fuck I hell. swear I read that because I think he was too busy with Star Wars. That's insane. That's insane because you know they, they they just go, you know, let's get it like cock and balls. Yeah, quite. Um, That's mad. I, that, who's scoring it then? Thomas, Thomas Newman. Thomas Newman. Oh, yeah. fuck. That's a, that, that's 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 brave. <laughs> Isn't mm. it? That's that 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 that's looking brave because you get the feeling like if this film's any good or anything like that in a couple of years' time you'll have the John Newman score version will come out of it or something like that. Mm-hmm. It'll arrive on Blu-ray and it'll be like featuring a new score from, <laughs> from John the, Williams. The 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 first film not in Steven Spielberg film not to be scored by John Williams since The Color Purple in March 2015 after Williams' schedule was interrupted by a minor health issue. Thomas Newman stepped in to replace him as composer. Oh, all right, then I thought it was Star Wars, but yeah, well, that's that, yeah. could, that could be could prove interesting. Um, mm. Nothing else I can look at for, for trailer wise. Uh, shall we? Uh, shall we move on and get our dance on then? Yeah, talking about color grading. Yes, let's, uh, yes. Let's, let's talk about Magic Mike. Yes, so we're gonna play a trailer from um, 
the 2012 Steven Soderbergh, yes, the 2012 Steven Soderbergh stripper movie Magic Mike. Good evening. You live here? Yeah. Yeah? What's your name? Kim. Kim, can you move back for me, please? We keep getting complaints of noise and underage drinking. Everybody sit down. We're going to be here for a while. You don't have anything sharp on you that I can stick myself with, do you? No. Good. Because I do. The businesses that I manage, they deal exclusively in cash. Wow. Busy guy. <laughs> We're welcome to stage the one, the only. Magic Mike. You are the husband that they never had. You are that dreamboat guy that never came along. Yeah, that's a cool table. But you made her? Hmm? You should sell these things. That's actually the idea. My sister? Mike. Uh, oh, nice thank one. You. Mike. So how do you know my brother? I'm an entrepreneur. I uh, manage a few businesses. I'm trying to hit on my sister. Okay, uh, good talk. Entrepreneur stripper, stripper entrepreneur. Either one. I was hoping this was all a joke. Uh, it's pretty funny. I'm just trying to figure out why stripping. Women, money, and a good time. Just try not to forget about the people who exist. Okay, that was a trailer for Magic Mike, starring Channing Tatum, Alex Pettifer, Matt Bomber, uh, Joe Maggianello, and Matthew McConaughey, and uh, Olivia Munn, and is she called Cody Horn? Yeah, she is, isn't she? Yeah. Yes, um, and uh, yes, well, essentially, Magic Mike, he is a entrepreneur, or is he a stripper, or is he uh, a custom furniture maker we don't really know all we know is that he is ripped and he can fucking dance ian um magic mike uh we both really enjoyed it when it came out um yeah. but what did you think upon uh, a rewatch yeah so i still really enjoy it um i watched it with donna and she hadn't seen it before and she hated it um <laughs> but um uh, yeah no i i still really enjoy it um I was the, the reason why she was put off almost straight away. That the color grading in it, but it is it is off putting. It it is weirdly like preceding Instagram. <laughs> I, it, it just like I, I I don't know what Soderbergh's intentions were for the lighting of the out of any outdoors scene in this film. Um, however. Um, uh, yeah, I really enjoy it. I mean, it's um, it, I I like that it's not all completely focused on Mike, and I forgot how much focus there was actually on the kid yeah. as well, um, and and his arc. I mean, it's 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 fairly predictable, but I like the way that he and Mike never particularly come to massive massive blows and at the end it's not like a big confessional it's just i'm gonna pay you back this money mike i'm gonna 
you know, I'm going to pay it back. And that, that that's kind of all there is to it. Yeah, I, I think the, the key moment in that scene um, is where he, he, he says, you know, I know you wanted it for your fucking stupid uh, furniture thing. Uh, it's just, I'm paraphrasing there, but he essentially just kind of like shit talks the furniture idea. And then it, there is a, a great little subtle kind of like just shot to to trying to hit him um, where he kind of, he just, it, 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 it's that moment where it sinks in where he goes, oh, yeah, this kid is just a dick, isn't he? Mm. Uh, uh, it, it, there's, there's great little subtle moments throughout this movie uh, like that. It, it, it's a very, it's a very well done film. Yeah, I mean, it, it's. I like how the camera is locked off a lot, and it's quite wide, like wide angles with like people just kind of talking in the frame, but it's not particularly close up, and you and you're just kind of watching them from uh, from afar. It it, I, it 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 makes it weirdly almost like documentary style at times, which I think was probably Tatum's like. Because obviously this is like semi-autobiographical. Yeah. Um, but I think that was kind of almost like Tatum's kind of want as well that you know it's not about the, the like it's not about the filmmaking or anything. It's about these people and this way of life that you don't see on screen an awful lot. And I like the fact that it's a lot of partying, but it's never all that glamorous. And maybe that's what the cinematography's for, actually, just to say that like this isn't glamorous. This is very dingy real world kind of stuff like just the scene on the beach on the 4th of july it kind of looks like they're like drinking outside of a sewage works or something yeah it doesn't it 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 kind of it very much sort of plays it so it doesn't want to actually glorify everything and say look at look at these guys you know amazing lives and you know they've got all this money and everything like that none of the scenes actually have any of it kind of together they they seem to have fun but only in the same way that if they were if you know if they were all just fucking i don't know roofers just going out on yeah. the weekend you know yeah. it, it's that kind of fun but it, it's the kind of fun that they can have where they are they, they've got a kind of a heightened opinion of not of themselves but of their own confidence you know, yeah, uh, that's that their confidence levels are fucking turned up to eleven because they have this adulation, but it, it's it, it it is still just almost fucking nine to five. None of them, are, you know, the fact that he, he still keeps all of the fucking cellophane on all on all the, the plastic wrapping on all of his uh, his car because then he can sell it and still keep the money. You get the feeling that that if it all ended today none of them would have enough bank to last the rest of that month. Yeah, which is, you know, something that the sequel certainly gets into as well yeah. in, in more detail. Um, um, but, I mean, I, yeah, I mean, I think Dallas is a really interesting character as well in, 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 and his relationship with, with Mike in the way that, you know, he's basically stringing Mike along. Mm. Um and he's kind of seeing him as like his prize mule or something until the kid comes along, and then that that you know that, that like his intentions kind of change. I I, I do enjoy that, and um, even though I, I he's obviously not a central part of the film though, Dallas, and he, it's very much an and Matthew McConaughey kind of oh, um, yeah. kind of role. Um, I mean, I mean, it's not a perfect film by by any means. I don't think. I mean, I think Cody Horn is is brutal. She is 
so terrible. I mean, I remember it being bad. Uh, and I've seen this film, uh, this was like my fourth, fifth watch, maybe. Because that's weirdly enough, I thought this was cinema twice for some reason. Um, but, uh, yeah, um, isn't she something like she's uh, her... Um, her dad's a dance, studio head. Studio head, yeah. You can tell. Because um, she, the scene where uh, Petifer, um essentially has a little bit too much, we'll see. I don't think he maybe quite ODs, but he, he's not in a good way. That scene is, the more you watch it, the more you go, oh, this is bad. Oh, yeah, this is this is not good. She's she's really ropey. And the, the other thing is, there's no there's no chemistry between her and Channing Tatum. No, at none, none at all. And none you at don't all. see, there's nothing in her that you see that you go, the only thing you, you could say that he sees in her is she's the polar opposite for the girls that he usually gets. I was thinking that. Basically, she's a challenge. Yeah. Or I think it's that she's a challenge more that she's, she's stable and she's steady. And, yeah. And, and that, you know... You know, she's never, she's not going to ditch him for the new him in three or four years' time. No, that's true. But I, I, I don't know. I mean, there's, there's the bit where she's seeing Mike dance for the first time, and it cuts back to her every now and then, and the look on her face is exactly the same every single time. Yeah, she is. She, 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 she's so stern. Yeah, and it's like. Is she supposed to be, like, getting into this or something? I genuinely can't tell. Yeah. Like, what... what? I, I think, like, from a filmmaking grammar point of view, I think it's that she gets into it and then kind of catches herself and kind of snaps out of it. But from her performance... Sorry? She's in intentional misery. Yeah, but, but, I mean, her performance doesn't really say that. It's just... It's a monosyllabic face. Yeah, she's she is, um, and there's there's a few other issues that that, that bleed into uh, that, that are mirrored from this. She is a bit of a fucking charisma vacuum, <laughs> and mm. um, you know when you've got trying to um, who is you know the poor opposite that he's an incredibly charismatic guy. When you have that level of charisma versus that level of charisma, it's just. It stands out like a fucking miserable sore thumb, um, and it. I think it doesn't ever become a problem, but it isn't. It is. It is sort of a, a, an issue with the film. Mm. Mm. No, I mean, uh, no, I mean, I, I, you know, an increasing amount of screen time is given to her as the film goes on as well. Yeah, and um, it that 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 stuff doesn't help. I mean. There's some similar kind of stuff going on with Magic Mike XXL, I think. We'll, we'll get into that in a minute. But yeah. um, mm-hmm. I kind of, watching this, I kind of, I, I didn't remember how little, like, kind of on-screen time the other members of the troupe actually get. Yeah, you very much, well, I, I mean, leading into the, the, the Magic Mike uh, thing, not actually going into it, but just because, this what is it? I actually forgot that Tito was actually in this one. Uh, yeah, I mean, he's he's maybe got three or four lines in the entire film here. Yeah, um, we're very much introduced to them as 
as people as look this is this character this this character this this character this this character beyond that done um which you know which kind of you know for magic my xxl you know which we'll get into soon it, it, it kind of it does kind of work all right it, it, it never becomes a problem we, we've been introduced them enough that we recognize them but yeah there is very little development of them which is quite strange because it's not a short film it's 110 minutes um and it's not all about Channing Tatum uh but there is a lot of you know a lot of Alex Pettiford there's, there's more of them than I remember them being to be honest yeah no absolutely I mean it, it's 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 a good balance between him and Tatum for the actual focus of the film, I think. And, I mean, I think Pettifer's pretty good. I mean, pardon me. He, he, he's got a very kind of standard arc, but um, it kind of reminds me of um, Tommy Gunn from Rocky Five. Yeah, it, it is. Yes, it is very, very much that, yeah. Yeah, I, uh, but I, I mean, it's, it's kind of interesting. I was looking at Pettifer's credits and, like, he's done... Fuck all. Would Sense it... magic, Mike. I got. I, I apparently he's a bit of a douche, yeah, and I think he'd kind of burnt some bridges. Yeah. Well, he 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 was categorically not invited back. Apparently, uh, for XXL. Yeah. He he is. He has got a reputation for being a little bit of a a little bit of a dickhead. Um, and uh, you know that's quite reflective from. Uh, from you know what he's actually made since because you do get the feeling where Channing Tatum a lot of people have worked with Channing Tatum a lot of people know Channing Tatum and he's become a bit of a you know a bit of a player you know you know he, he's producing and everything like that you know you get the feeling if somebody said you know oh Pettifer we've heard a few stories what do you think he could quite easily turn around and go don't fucking do it yeah find yeah, yeah, somebody yeah. else find somebody else that can do it actually actually me I'll do it <laughs> Fuck okay, it, I'll do it. I'll, I'll do a lot. Because <laughs> he does... No. He, he is... He fucking... He works his fucking nuts off. And he's... The one thing I did notice uh, from watching... Because I watched uh, XXL and then I watched Magic Mike. Um, oh, right. Okay. That way around. I watched um, Magic Mike after I watched uh, XXL. Um, but he's, he's a lot bigger, beefier in XXL than he is in Magic Mike. And he's pretty beefy in Magic Mike. Mm. But yeah, that that guy that guy fucking works his nuts off. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, it, like, what? I mean, when this, I remember when this was first announced and whatnot, and like, it was around the time that Tatum was working with Soderbergh on Haywire, and yeah. it's just like Chan, Channing Tatum, really? What? You know, and um, it's amazing the progression that he's had in the last few years, uh, where like now. Like pretty much anybody at least likes him, and his his next two films are a starring role in a Quentin Tarantino film and a starring role in a uh, Coen Brothers movie. What from now? What he's going to be what? in Hateful Eight and Hail Caesar. Channing Tatum's in Hateful Eight. Yeah, he's one of the eight. He 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 has a a big role apparently. Really? Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah, Chan Tatum's in Hateful Eight. Apparently, yeah, I... um, um, it's not confirmed. Apparently, what role he is, but uh, Tarantino has said it's it. Well, no, correction, not a big role. He said it's a significant role, is what he said. 
That's interesting. Yeah, he's on IMDb as rumoured. Mm. Yeah, apparently he is in it and it's a significant role. It was. So, so we, he might be in it for 10 minutes and do something, you know, major to the story. Don't know. Oh, shit. But yeah, but you know, he, he, he's a fucking interesting, he's a really interesting screen presence and he, you know, he, he, he does a lot. <laughs> His credits are pretty insane. For somebody who's only been working for 10 fucking years, you know, he's done a lot of movies. Hmm. Yeah, no, absolutely, man. I mean, it's, um, and I mean, here, I mean, you, you do actually kind of, you get the, the full gamut of Tatum, like he acts and he acts well. Yeah. And he does his physical stuff as well. I mean, it, it's a great, um, it's a great showcase for him. That's, that's one thing that I, I really kind of enjoyed about, uh, Magic Mike, uh, is the fact that, it is. It is very much. It's. It's a. It's a genre pick, um, and that happens about male strippers. But what it does is, it gives you the male strippers. It goes. Do you know what? We're going to show you these fucking dance routines. Mm. You know, we're going to show you. You know, this is Chan Tatum saying. You know, this is semi autobiographical, um, and I can actually do these fucking dance movies because the pe- the people who are going to watch this weren't the fuckers who watched Step It Up. Um, Step up, sorry. Um, and, you know, you get the dancing and everything like that. And it's great to watch this fucking, this technical aspect of it. Um, and I'll, I'll come to that with with, um, with Magic Mike XXL. But yeah, uh, I, it seems like we're kind of wrapping up on Magic Mike. Because it is a film I think we spoke about a couple of times anyway. But mm. it still fucking holds up really well. And one thing I will say, it is pacey as fuck. For a, a movie that is, you know... Not shy, just shy of two hours long, you know, an hour and four, sort of fifty minutes. It, it it fucking it bangs around. It gets going quite quickly. Yeah, no, absolutely. I it's um, I yeah, I mean, I I like the way that it kind of builds up and like you kind of discover what Mike's doing at the same time as um as the kid does, you know, and like the, the way that that Mike's like, you know, you gotta, you know, I'll let you in, but you owe me and that yeah. club and whatnot you know, and kind of the way it goes from there i like i like how it builds um, um yeah i mean let's let's get to magic mike xxl I've, i think we've got more to talk about yes i better to be honest um right so we'll play a trailer for magic mike xxl and then we will get into it for the convention. I wish we had known you guys back in our day. Well, I'd say it's still your day, ma'am. Uh. 
I mean, if this really is our last ride, what if we make up some new routines? This game is evolve or die. Mm -hmm. Are you ready to be worshipped? Are you ready to be exalted? What are we? We're like healers or something. Yes, man. Oh, yeah. It's not bro time, it's show time. Are you guys ready? I'll get out of the trailer for Magic My XXL, the sequel. Uh, this one isn't directed by Steven Soderbergh. We are is directed by uh, Gregory Jacobs, um, written by the same people, uh, and much the same cast return. Chain Tatum's back there, uh, Matt Bomber's back, Joe Maginanello's back, Kevin Nash is back, Adam Rodriguez is back, and they're joined this time by... Uh, Amber Heard, Jada Pinkett Smith, Andy McDowell, Donald Glover, Elizabeth Banks, and a whole host of other um, beautiful fucking torsos, we'll say. Uh, story is, it's set three years after Magic Mike. Uh, Mag uh, Mike himself is now running his uh, custom furniture business. Things don't seem to be going fantastic. Brooke is completely out of the scene. Uh, she's mentioned, but never actually in it. Um... And the the guys essentially uh, meet up with him and say that they're going to a, a convention in Myrtle Beach, and it's the last, it's their last hurrah, the last ride, as it's called several times throughout. Um, Mike decides that you know what, he wants to be in on this last fucking ride, so off they go, and essentially we get a road trip movie, um, which is really interesting way to look at it. Uh, Ian, um, Magic Mike XXL. Well, do you want to start us off, bud? I, I, okay, I, I will, yeah. Um, it's, on a whole, I I really enjoyed uh, Magic Mike XXL, on a whole. However, the first half is really, really fucking good. Um, and then... Something happens, uh, and we get it, for start off. It's it's a hundred and fifteen minutes. There is a section of this movie you could quite easily just dive into, lift out, throw away, and not even fucking notice, uh, really. Mm. Um, and at that moment. What it does is it takes these characters that we like we said about Magic Mike, um, so you know Big Dick Richie, Ken, Tarzan, Tito, uh, and Tobias. It, it, these are reintroduced. They're more fleshed out. We get to know them better, and it, it it's a buddy movie of these guys going on a road trip, and it's the fucking last hurrah, and it's like yes, fucking this is I'm liking this. And then what it does is it introduces a couple of new characters, and goes oh, and here's some new friends that they've got. And you go, I, I don't give a fuck about these new friends. I don't, I, I genuinely don't give a fuck. And, and what makes it worse is the new friends they introduce <laughs> are either an insufferable, um, arrogant little twat or an insufferable, arrogant, fucking charisma vacuum. And they are Donald Glover 
and Jada Pinkett Smith. Not only does it introduce these two people, it actually makes them the people who are going to get an audience riled up. And then towards the end of the movie, every time Jada Pinkett Smith starts talking, she saps all of the life out of a movie. And her character's job is to put life into it. It is a fucking casting car crash. (laughs) And it, it almost fucking ruins it for me. Because by the end of the movie, I was going... Looking at my watch going... Oh shit! This should have ended like ten, fifteen minutes ago. This really, this is you, you, you're trying to eke too much out by introducing characters that I just don't give a fuck about because I was already caring enough about the six of you. Um, um I didn't think they were that bad. <laughs> oh, that she's awful. She's oh, she's so. Do you know how awful she is? Do you know how awful she's she? She actually made me go, oh, fucking thank Christ, Andy McDowell's turned up. Because well, I thought she was great. And I usually hate her with a passion. The thing is, Jada Pinkett Smith is playing um, someone who has to be fake. Yeah. And, like, has to kind of, you know, has to rile up people. I thought she was fine for that. I liked her weird relationship with Mike. That's fine, um, but that, that that scene, is that, that segment is way too long. That, I'll agree, that segment is way too long, specifically the amount of time, like, focusing on the dancing yeah. in that scene. It goes it goes on and on and on and on. I would say, I also, Donald Glover is barely in it, bud. I mean, I really yeah. like that one conversation he had with Matt Bomer where where they're, they're talking about it and then they kind of come on, like, the, the idea of them being healers. Yeah, um, that, that's that's fine, but I, I didn't need an entire... I didn't need him essentially doing his rapping. That was just... that. Yeah, was, I mean, that that's part of that sequence. Yeah, which, 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 which didn't is, need. Yeah. Just, it, 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 it felt completely just... It felt like it shouldn't have been in this movie. It does. It does. It does affect the pacing very badly. Kills it at that point. They managed to pull it back because the next, the next fucking kind of segment we get to is actually quite entertaining. Um, and it it, it does pull it back. But then I will admit that the next, when they got to that hotel and they went and they go, oh no, I went. I thought, oh no, fuck no, please not them. Oh god. They're back again, are they? I know. I mean, sorry. I think you're being a bit harsh there. I, um, just, I, 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 they destroyed the pacing for me, and, and for that, I found it hard to get on back on on board with them. I mean, I, I, I was fine with that. I had more of a problem with Amber Heard, to be honest. Um, well, I, really interesting about the Amber Heard thing, right? I, I didn't know she was in it for a start off, and all of the time. I was, for like the first sort of like two or three scenes she was in, I was going, fucking hell, she literally is just the fucking non-union Mexican equivalent of Amber Heard, isn't she? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she, you know, but she has none of the fucking, you know, the poise or charisma of Amber Heard. And it got to the point, I was like, hang on a minute, that is actually Amber Heard, isn't it? And Right. The, go on, go on. It, it just, again, like you were saying... You wanna you wanna spend time with these guys, 
you enjoy spending time with these guys. And the, that aspect of the film is the most successful aspect of the film. Absolutely. Uh, they, they all get their bits. They all are distinctive. They, you know, you remember all of them. Um, but then you've got Mike having these conversations with Amber Heard. And it, it's just, why does... Why does Mike have to have a romantic interest in yeah, this one? He doesn't at, at, at all. The, the, none of this makes sense. It, she, she could be a character that doesn't need. She doesn't need to be there at all. She adds nothing. Yeah. At all. That, yeah. I mean, like, there's nothing thematically, nothing narratively. She's she, just. She's, she's just there. She's a bit of a yeah. downer, isn't she? Yeah. And the fact is that he actually, the fact that Mike even calls her on being a downer mm. is a bit like, you know, it, it, when she's like, she's eating the fucking red velvet cake. And it's like, it, she's, again, a word that you've used a couple times, that she's very monosyllabic. She's just, she's, she's so, oh, for God's sake. Even though I liked the way that they used that Cookie Monster song in the end. Yes. I, I also, I, I yeah. It, it was it was it was fun and it was, but again you're putting somebody up who usually is quite kind of charismatic, but it seems to be as Amber Heard goes along against more through her career, she stopped being really fucking quite interesting, and quite good, um, and happened to be quite striking to look at. So now she's just quite striking to look at, and that's yeah. it. And yeah, it's like, I'd say. Oh no, wait a minute, Amber. The fun bit about you was that you were you weren't just that, but now oh now you're just that. Oh okay. Yeah, yeah. I I, I, I mean I, I the film was feeling a bit long anyway, yeah. and I think if you take her out and if you shorten the um uh, yeah. uh, 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 Roma whatever her name is um shorten that sequence and you, you'd have a better a better film. Absolutely. I would yeah. pre- I would prefer more sequences like Joe Maggianello being dead to make that, that woman smile. That could have been absolutely disastrous, but it worked so fucking well. It was it's, brilliant. It's the way he plays it, the way he's kind of like smirking at yeah. it the entire time, but then get really gets into it. And in his delivery at the end, yeah. where, he, where he's just like, how much for the Cheetos and water? The great moment of that as well is the fact that next scene he's eating a bag of Cheetos. Yeah, 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 totally. <laughs> I, it's That's fantastic. And I like the intent behind that scene as well, where it's not just a random dance number. It's like he's trying to rediscover his mojo. Yeah, it is. It, 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 it is the, you know, it, it's, it's them going, you know, it, 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 it's him showing a vulnerability of not been of, of, of you know not being able to come up with something himself and, and you know and then he, he, he kind of goes in and he doesn't really know what to fucking do and the first thing he does what's really interesting about the scene is because he, he, he doesn't know what to do he, he tries to tie his shoelace because Mike's just told him you can fucking tie your shoelace yeah, and make yeah, it yeah, yeah, yeah. and so he tries to do that and when he realizes shit that didn't work he, he just. He just starts going for it, and it, it, it it's fun and it's playful, and that works. And and that, like you said, when this film, when it's just the guys doing stuff, 
it's when that camaraderie it, it, it works really well and it kind of it, it fucking it sings it, it, it's great it's when they try and introduce other elements into it that you start going i don't need those no you've got six guys who all you know all have their own little personalities and all essentially are just nice guys you don't need to try and give us more that's enough stop stop trying to xxl it the xxl thing is the fact that we're focusing on six guys not one and a protege yeah no absolutely i mean i, I, I um oh fuck i forgot what i was gonna say um shit i've completely just blanked oh no yeah and I mean, I also I like the way that you kind. Of, I was kind of thinking at the start that like the Matt Bomer Channing Tatum kind yeah. of relate tension was going to go through the whole film, and that was like there was going to be a big sticking point. I like the way that about a half hour in, they just completely resolve that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, and, it's, it's a fun way to resolve it as well. Yeah, yeah, no, totally. I mean, but then I mean, and then it's done, and they like they just move on from it. I'm, yeah, I mean, I get, I get what you're saying. I mean, the first half is better than the second half, but I still, I still really enjoyed the second half. Um, I, I mean, the, the, the kind of the end show, I, I thought was terrific. Um, the Joe Maginello, um bit was like just insane, and I, I really liked the way. I didn't notice this with the first film, but the like the amount of money. That is chucked at these yeah, guys. Yeah, it is upped as well in this one. It's like, it's proper, like, make it rain. Yeah. You know, it's, it, like, I I really like that. And just, like, all the, the, like, the girls in the background, they've all obviously been, like, um, the first AD must have had a hell of a job, like, <laughs> like, telling these girls, like, when to chuck the money and what they should be looking like and stuff like that. And, like, I just, I kind of wonder whether a lot of it was almost, like, done as live. Just, like, I think it was, here yeah. are your natural reactions. Here are really hot guys doing this stuff in front of you. Here's here's free money. Just chuck it at them. Yeah, it absolutely was. And I can see I, 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 why I think it was. If you watch Amber Heard's face all the way through that last dance number, as trying to take me, like lifting her up and moving around, she isn't fake laughing and reacting and go and getting all kind of like, oh my God, this is fucking, this is amazing. That is genuine. And, and there is, they've upped it with the dance numbers in this. They are really, there's so much for a fluidity and technical aspects. It's, it's just brilliant to, to, to kind of watch. And an interesting thing is, you because you watched it at your screen, were you the only person there? Did you say? Oh, yeah. Yeah, which must be... That's great. I love it when that happens. I was there with 18 girls, right? And when I got in, uh, I sat down. When I put my bag down, and I was taking my hoodie off, and I was getting out of my bag, because uh, I have a, a routine. I always clean my glasses as the trailers are going. So I was getting my glasses wipe out. Um, and there was, like, two girls sat, not the row in front, but the row in front of that, of me. And one of them, in the least subtle way anybody has ever done anything tapped her friend and leaned over and went, there's a guy here. <laughs> like, and she clearly tried to whisper it, but I thought, I, I literally, I am stood like four feet away from you. And her friend turned around and went, oh my God, there is. I thought, I can, A, I am stood up, and B, I can absolutely hear what you're saying. And then they turned around and went, uh, excuse me. I was like, hello? Hello? Yes? And, and, I, and they went, are you gay? 
And I Are said, you serious? Serious. And I went, um, no. And I went, oh, do you, are, you, are you in the right screen? Shut yeah. up, really? Yeah, and I was like, yeah, this is the Terminator movie, isn't it? <laughs> and they went, oh, no. And I said, no, I said, it's Magic Mike, yeah. And I was like, like oh, but you're a, you're a guy. What and a guy can't like a guy can't be excited about coming and watching Channing Tatum gyrating around for uh, two hours. And they went, well, you know, it's not really a guy movie. And I'm like, that's sexist. Yeah, that's sexism. So what did they say to that? They just went, well, no, not re- no, no. So they said, I guarantee you, I'm going to enjoy this movie probably more than any lady here. And yeah. you know why? Because what's wrong with looking at a, looking at a semi-naked guy and going, do you know what? Bravo! Well yep. fucking done. Yep. Because you have that shit. That shit doesn't happen naturally. That shit doesn't happen by accident. You have earned every fucking every little bump that is on you. You have earned all of that. Bravo! Well done. I'm gonna bask in the glory of of what you have created. Yeah. I am really I, I... fucking shame in that. It is amazing. I am working out like a motherfucker at the moment. Just to get to look even even a tenth of what one of these guys looks like. So I have, you know what? Chine Tatum looks amazing. The dance routines are just incredible. The bit where he's essentially he's using two girls and like propping up his own weight. There's a moment actually where he's propped up on the back of a chair and the the, the upper body strength and the balance that that takes. I don't care if that chair is fucking drilled into the fucking floor so it can't move. The upper body strength and the balance that that takes is incredible, and it is just great to fucking watch. I, it's that, and I think it might be in the same sequence. Um, is it in Jada Pinkett Smith's yeah. place? Yeah. That fucking bit where he kind of, like, flips, and then he's, like, stood with his head on the chair that the girl's yeah. sitting on. And he's just, like, balancing... Like, it's not that big you're talking No, it's not that big you're talking about, is it? Yeah, but he's yeah. balancing his fucking head and just bouncing his legs around. Yeah. It, 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 it's, it, the, Jesus Christ. It's, it's so, I mean, even the dance bit where he's in his workshop and he's, like, floating around off stuff, you're watching it going, fucking hell, that's... That's a... That's skillful. It is somebody who is ridiculously good at what they are doing and it's something to be impressed by you know the fact that every every time joe maginello takes his shirt off people go holy shit and it is if if, if joe if i met joe maginello i would literally just say i know this is gonna sound fucking weird but i don't care can i just fucking just put my hand on you just to oh, just to man, see what yeah. it's like <laughs> just and do you know what i reckon you go knock yourself out man yeah, yeah. I, I, Donna's a big fan fan of his as well, and I've got to say, like, I'd be I'd be all right with just watching him go at it. Do you know what? If if if, if you were to sit, because he's, uh, she'd he's, have to be all right with watching me go at him. In fairness, yeah, but... yeah. If because he's engaged to or married to Sophia Vergara, isn't he? Is he really? Yeah, I'm sure they are. I'm sure they are. Don't quote. I'll, I'll, I'll check the fact. I'll fact check that now. But I'm sure they they are a, a a couple. Do you know what? Well done to both of them. Yes, they are. Uh, well done, both yeah, they, of they, them. Yeah, they became engaged on uh, on Christmas Day uh, 2014, right? And I looked at that and I thought, do you know what? 
if they were stood in front of me and they went, do you know what? You can have a go on either of us. I'd go, do you know what, Sophia? You, you've got all of that Latino, you know, swagger and everything like that. But Joe, let's go. It would be a little bit flip a coin, wouldn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I, I'd be happy with it. Yeah. But it, it's, uh, but and then I was, but there was at one point where I was watching going, fucking hell. When Matt Bomber started singing, I was like, Oh, so, so so basically, there's nothing you can't do. Is that yeah. is that what we're going to establish? There is nothing you. The only thing I'm looking at Matt Bauer now and going, I re, I don't think you can grow a beard. That is the only thing I yeah. think you can't do. And I guarantee you, if I Google Matt Bomber beard right now, that's it. The fabric of my existence would fucking crumble. But I'm going to do it now. I'm going to Google Matt Bomber beard. And see see what happens. Well, he can't. One one thing he can't do is get the lead role in the Fifty Shades of Grey film. Well, yeah, yeah, but but he, he fucking dodged a bullet with that with that one. Oh, do you know what? Do you know what? I don't think he can grow a beard. Ah, oh, it's wispy. It's got gaps. No, <laughs> fuck you. Oh, you point one. Yes. All right, nice. I can grow a better beard than you. That's it. Nice. That's it. That's all I got. <laughs> But even that no, scene, I mean, that scene should be that scene should be terrible. That scene where there is them with a group of, of fucking menopausal women and he starts singing should be terrible. But it works because they're likable. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. Um that, I mean that I really like that that, that scene's fantastic. Yeah. Um and I love I love, love, love the glass slipper thing. Yes. Like we we have learned in this film that Andy McDowell apparently has a ten inch deep vagina. <laughs> but the thing is, you once you kind of sat there going, right? Is it Kevin Nash or is it Joe Marginella that's going to end up getting with uh, Andy McDowell? And I love the fact that she is fucking full blown Southern belling it up. I I yeah. like that and it works so well and it's ridiculously entertaining. It, it's such a sweet scene, that, and it sounds really fucking bizarre for what happens in the scene, but it's such a sweet scene. These guys are literally just having fun with these girls. They're not, you know, and the, and the women are not taking the piss out of them or using them to fulfil some kind of fantasies. They're just going, do you know what? We're just going to have some fun. Mm. And it, it works really, really well. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, th this is the thing. The film is about men basically having a good time but also trying to please women and the fact like that scene yeah they're not doing it for the money they're they're not doing it to even like train or anything they're just having drinks and 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 just like praising women for being women yeah it is yeah. it's 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 it, it, it's a it's a it's fun. I thought it was interesting about what Channing Tatum um, said about it when it, you know, because the film got a little bit. Oh, people were trying to kind of criticise it, saying, you know, oh, well, it's just it's reverse objectification of you know of men. No way. And, and and he kind of came out and said, "Hang on a minute, what's wrong with that? What's wrong with you know? What's wrong with a little bit of you know objectification? We're actually asking for it. We're saying." objectifiers that's what this fucking movie is about but what is wrong with looking at an attractive man or woman and going they're attractive 
I mean, I kind of see it from the point of view that if, if, if this was about female strippers, then, yeah, I, you know, it kind of seems like that argument would be more prevalent. It would, it um, would, and it would. And I, 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 could, I could see its point more with that, certainly. But, I mean, this is the thing. These guys enjoy what they're doing. Like, the, Mike's arc is that he want, he basically wants to get back into it. Yeah. He he wants to have those those eyes looking at him. Like you say, he wants to, he wants them to objectify him. But I mean, at the same time, I mean, like that speech, that thing that I said earlier about Matt Bomer and Donald Glover have about being healers. You know, I really like that. I mean, because out of context, it sounds stupid, but the way they're talking about it and the way that conversation evolves. It feels very natural, and they get onto that, and then they're like healers. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, you know, it, and it, it, it's it, the kindred spirits kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, and it doesn't feel like they're going to just use that as advertising or something. It feels like, yeah, they believe that. And, you know, they demonstrate that very well in the next scene with Andy McDowell. Mm, yeah. It, it's, yeah. The, the, it's a, I don't think it deserves the, the kind of... The, how it's been painted and what my worry was that essentially what we were going to get from this movie was the movie that everybody thought the first movie was going to be. Oh, man, wasn't. after watching the trailer, I was I was very, uh-oh. Yeah, we, we, we both sort of said that. And it isn't. It isn't that movie. You know, yes, it has elements of, of that, but the first movie had elements of that. It is. It's... it's one thing I, I, that I really got out of it, it's really enjoyable. It's fun. It's funny. It's It's got a little bit of drama, not as much drama as the, the first movie. But there's a lot of kind of, there's a lot of make you smile moments. Yeah. It, it, it's a bit of a celebration movie. And I like yeah. that. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. There is barely any conflict in it. <laughs> the only conflict is the Matt Bomer turning Satan stuff and that's sorted out in the space of a couple of scenes yeah. and the, the rest of it is essentially them hanging out I mean like even the fact that that stripper convention at the end isn't a competition I mean they actually say it's not a competition yeah. in it um, you know it's just they're putting on a show it's their last fucking hurrah yeah I, 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 I thought that was that was cracking I like yeah I, I, I really liked it I really liked it I it's a very different film from the first one. Oh yes, um, yeah. but I think it it it's just I think it's just as good. Uh, but in but the the positive parts are different positives. Yeah, uh, yes, absolutely. I, I, the more I talk about it, the more I go. Do you know what? I I, I like it. I think I'm liking it a lot more than I thought I did when I came out of the cinema. Because I'm actually already going. Do you know what? I'm looking forward to rewatching this. I'm gonna rewatch the fuck out of this. That's I, I will rewatch this play more than Magic Mike. Cause this, I agree with that. This is a, a boat of fun. When I actually said to Bex, I said um, after I came out of it, because Becky didn't watch it when I watched it. I say I was, I was the only guy there. Um, I just said, Bex said, I bet this movie would be a fucking riot to watch in a packed cinema with a bunch of, essentially, women who are there to enjoy watching the movie. Watching, you know, the dancings and things like that. And, you know, I, almost like a participation audience thing. I reckon it'd be a fucking blast to watch that. To yep. be there. Because I was in a screen, a, a not massive screen, but a screen with, with 18 other women, and they were laughing at the bits that were funny, essentially. And they were, you know, 
there was an energy towards it and I, you know it, it almost felt like a communal kind of experience and when i got when, when the film finished and i got up the two girls who've been talking to me earlier turned round um and when what did you think and i was like I, I really enjoyed it what do you think and they went oh it was really good wasn't it yeah it's like, it's like yeah and she went, and was there enough chai and tatum in it for you and there can never be enough chai and tatum in anything for me uh, you know, it, it was that, you know, there was, I don't know, it, it, it felt like that kind of film community thing that, that, you know, that you don't tend to get as much anymore. Um, I, you know, I, I heard stories about the fact that, you know, there has been some raucous screenings of it. And I say, fuck it. Do you know what? It, if it's a half past nine screening, you know, maybe, maybe put, you know, have a audience participation screening like they did with the Mamma Mia thing have those screenings because if i'd gone and i wanted to just sit down and watch it and people were doing that i might i would get pissed off because that's not what cinema's about but if you advertise it and say look this is an audience participation thing you can whoop and cheer and fucking throw fucking five pound notes at the screen if you fucking want to i reckon that'd be quite a lot of fun yep yep and it's absolutely definitely not shit oh my god yeah um, and to be fair, I mean, Magic Mike as well, definitely not shit yeah. as well. Um, yeah, I mean, absolutely. I, I, you know, I was, I was thinking I'd probably enjoy it anyway, despite the trailer, yeah. just from like what I'd heard about it. But I, um, I had a really good couple of hours. Flew by. Yeah, it's... apart apart from the middle section. Yeah, apart from the middle section, which I, 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 the more I talk about it, the more I'm going. Do you know what? You can fucking forgive it. You can forgive it. <laughs> it, it, it was it, that section was too long. Yeah. Um, There's but... two dance scenes in it that go on for too long. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, absolutely. But, but yeah. I mean, that. But yeah, that's it. Um, cool. Cool. Um, Ian, do you want to throw a, a few what you've been watching at us? Yeah, I'll just run through a few. Um, so I watched. Uh, I rewatched Chappie, which um, I, I still think is fantastic. Um, it, I mean, it's not a perfect film, but I. I I, I think it, it feels like one that a lot of the people poo-pooing it now in 10 years are going to be saying, why didn't people like Chappie yes. before it? Um, but, you know, in, in on the ground floor with that one. Um, yeah. Uh, Focus, um, which I, I WhatsApped um, you and Jordan, Mike yeah. and Noel about 20 minutes in. I was just like, I'm really enjoying this. Um it's amazing how it pretty much depreciates in value <laughs> as that film goes on. Um, like the first, basically the first sequence has Will Smith um, saying, I like boobs. And oh, what's the other line? I'm gonna, it's like, I'm going to do, he's talking about Margot Robbie and he's saying, I, I'm going to do some, uh, uh, so, oh, was it Saudi prison shit to her or something? Ooh, and it was I'm just not, like I've not seen it. Oh, all right, fair enough. Yeah, Sorry. I, no, no, you ruin it as much as you want because I, 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 I will watch it at some point, but I'm really not. Yeah, it, it, it just yeah, um, <laughs> it, and that's fun. Um, and from the and it's also, I can't believe this is a standout thing in this day and age, but age, but seeing. A, a black guy and a white woman get together on screen. It's refreshing. Uh, it, it just it is, and it's 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 horrible to say in this day and age that's a wow kind of a thing, but it is. Um, and they've got decent chemistry together. 
Um, however, it's not. None of it is as clever as the dumbest episode of Hustle. <laughs> um, and that's that's that. Like Donna and I used to watch Hustle every Friday night when they did, like... It always used to be a new series of Hustle, like, the turn of the year. There'd be, like, six episodes. And every Friday, January, Friday night, we would sit down and watch Hustle. And it was great, just shitty, guilty pleasure, fun TV. And I swear, even the dumbest, most obvious episode of Hustle was was less obvious than the shit that's going on in Focus. It's amazing just... I, I mean, they kind of... It seems like they think it's smart as well. And I'm really s- saddened because it's written and directed by the guys who did Crazy Stupid Love, which, which is, is I think, is... Yeah. I which like, I, I like that. Yeah, I think that's a terrific, underappreciated kind of rom-com type thing from, from a few years back. Um, and... This, uh, I, 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 it just the, the the sparring between them is great, but it's just as it goes on, there's just no real oomph to it. It it, it looks nice, um, but the, the 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 relationship doesn't have much sparkiness. It seems like it's going to in the first ten fifteen minutes, um, but once they kind of fall for each other, it kind of stays very neutral for the rest of the film there um and the the kind of the main plot as it kicks in isn't really all that interesting um and it just it gets it gets less and less engaging with pretty much every scene um but i mean i got i got a free rental off google play um anyone with a chromecast at the moment at least in the uk they're offering free rent a free rental to anyone with a Chromecast. You just have to go into your Chromecast app and go something like look for offers in the app. Yeah, see, um, see, I, I can't find that fucking actual tab on the what is app. I'm probably looking. I'll probably look, but um, so you've got to go into your app. Yeah. Um, let me just bring it up now. I'm I'm on Android, but I'm assuming it'll probably be the same kind of thing. Go on, yeah. Go into your app. Select the Chromecast. Yeah. And then, like, if there's an options tab. Uh, I think there is. I don't think I went in the options tab, yeah. And then it should be, like, check for offers. Oh, right, I'll have a look. It's on, it's on Isabel's phone. Oh, okay. It, it, but, it's, yeah, it's, not, no. it's not my Chromecast. It's, it's, like, it's Isabel's oh, Chromecast. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so they're, they're offering, like, free rentals on there. So I was just like, sod it. Like, Focus was on there to rent. I've been meaning to watch that. I'm kind of glad I'm not shucking my own money at it. Why not? Go on then. Um, and it was, I mean, it was a three out of five. It was fine. Um, I'd mildly recommend it just as a in and out. Yeah. Hour and 40 minute kind of like, and then you're done kind of thing. It, it's, it, you, you can sit through it fine. Um, which probably isn't the best recommendation, but Hey, <laughs> uh, so, uh, I'll just go through a few other things quickly. Um, uh, I watched Grandma's Boy. Have uh, you ever seen this? No. Right, it's on US Netflix. This right, so I'm I'm flicking through US Netflix, and I just see a picture of a guy playing video games with a monkey sitting next to him. And you decided that you have to watch that. Uh, yeah, and I was just like, all right then. <laughs> Stuck it on. So Happy Madison, wasn't it? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and basically, it's about this guy who's a video games tester, and he has to move in with his grandma, um, and that's and he's developing a game, and Joel David Moore plays a like a, a like a computer programmer freak who's like a boy genius, but. He's got um, multiple personalities and his Am I boys talks like this? And so he's constantly talking back and forth at himself. Um, it's, it, I mean, it's bad, but it does have a monkey doing kung fu. Um, <laughs> there, there were a few, there were a few lines that made me laugh. Um, I liked that the, I, I know, I don't know, I'm just, the thing is, me talking about comedy on the show has been forever tainted by Haunted House 2. <laughs> is it so, one of those films that, that, that's... It's shit, but you really enjoyed it watching it. <laughs> it that, that's basically... Two and a half on Letterboxd is my it's shit, but I really enjoyed watching it rating. Yeah, you see, I can lap up those kind of comedies. I can watch those kind of comedies where you go, you know what, I'm aware this is a terrible movie. I'm aware that there is no reason for why I am watching this, but I enjoy it. I mean, fuck, this year I, I, I had a week where I watched five Pauly Shaw movies, so I can't fucking comment on comedy. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. But I, I, I mean, I double-billed this last Thursday, this and Private Parts, the Howard Stern film. Private Parts, the Howard Stern movie is a great fucking movie. I really enjoy it. It's, I, I, it's... I maintain that movie is, is, is fucking great. It's very self-congratulatory. Yes, um, that's what I like about it. Yeah, yeah, which is, it is kind of refreshing, actually. Um, uh, yeah, I, I mean, yeah, uh, Private Parts, it's on Netflix UK. I've seen it before, um, but it was on Netflix UK. I was on the train, I just thought, yeah, sod it, this will do. Um, yeah. And, uh, yeah, I mean, the, the skits, his skits are still, like, really rocking hell. He's actually doing this on radio, like, stuff. Like, the, the infamous one where he made the woman come. Yeah. Um, that is fucking crazy. And, I mean, like, the fact that that was, what, when he did that was, like, 30 years ago. Yeah. Um, I, it's, I, it's, it's a hell of a thing. Um, it, it, it is, it is insane how successful Howard Stern has become. Yeah, no, I mean, I'm good on him. You know, good on him. Um, it, it just, I, yeah, I, it's very, very fun. Um, there's, that, I mean, there's not really much to it. Um, it's a little bit disappointing that it kind of, it kind of moves away from the focus of his kind of family life and more to his um, relationship with his uh, producer played by, a, or programmer played by Paul Giamatti. Um, mm. It kind of goes more into that later on. You're kind of like, I'm, kind of more interested in in the kind of the the proper behind the scenes in the home stuff and it i don't know it's difficult though obviously with stern playing such a big part in this maybe like if that stuff was a little bit too close to home then you know you can't really get around actually doing it because you've got the actual person involved but um i mean yeah it's it's really fun um and uh i'll just very quickly uh I watched Empire Records um, right, on yeah. your recommendation. Well, I'd seen it before. Um, one of the most 90s films ever made. Oh, it's incredibly 90s, isn't it? it like, yeah. Um, 
It's kind of sad just looking at that film now and just thinking, you know, now if Empire Records had actually existed, it probably would have closed down about 10 years ago. <laughs> yes. And like Anthony yeah. Paglia would probably be on the streets by now, you know. Um, it's like, it'd be fascinating to do like a sequel to that film where they're all just down and out. Yeah. Uh, and just completely fucked over by Spotify. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's enjoyable. I, I did like it. Um, uh, it but I mean, it's, it, I, I don't know. It's not one that lives long in the memory for me. I love that Maxwell Caulfield is in it, though. I'd completely forgotten that. Yeah. But this and Grease 2 must be the only two legitimate films that that guy's <laughs> ever done. And he dines out on those like a motherfucker. That and porn. Yeah. yeah. Uh, like, good old Maxwell Caulfield. Um, oh, man, yeah. Um, and uh, oh, I watched Mortal Kombat. Um, <laughs> I've watched some sh- I've watched some shit on... The- I tell you what, I texted you yesterday saying, what cut of aliens should I watch? By the time we got Lottie to sleep last night, I was just like, I can't be asked to watch a two and a half hour long film. So what did I watch instead? Mortal Kombat. Mortal Kombat. The uh, Paul W.S. Anderson film. Yeah. Yeah. I've, yeah. I've, I haven't seen that since I saw it at the cinema. I mean, like, see, it's... <laughs> Christopher Lambert, like, is supposed to be playing a lightning god in it. And it just... <laughs> yeah, it just... Nothing, nothing, nothing worked with that movie, did it? It just all I, I went mean... wrong. It's amazing. I mean, like, there's a Scorpion Johnny Cage fight where at the end it actually does, like, one of Johnny Cage's, like, things from the game where, for no reason whatsoever, the kind of the scold up corpse of, uh, of um, Scorpion, a, an autographed picture of Johnny Cage saying to my biggest fan, just get thrown on the corpse. It's like, does he just keep those in his jacket while he's fighting? Yeah. What, I, what's this? I would, I, 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 I would think it's, he does. Yeah, I mean it's it's amazing. It's I mean it's bad. I mean, it's just I mean, just the fact that that Mortal Kombat theme tune the uh, it's like that plays in every single fight. I think <laughs> it's just it's <laughs> what the fuck. Um, the thing is, by the time I got to the end of it, I was like, do you know what? If Mortal Kombat Annihilation was like up next on Netflix, I'd probably stick it on. <laughs> I'd had a few beers. I wasn't feeling too well yesterday either. And it was just, it was good. I'm, I'm thinking of starting a series called Saturday Night Shite. <laughs> and like, I just, I, I don't know, man. Instead of Aliens, I watched Mortal Kombat. And, 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 and weirdly enough, it, 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 was, it was more of what you needed at that moment. It was. It was. Anyway, I'm done. Cool. Um, I, I've, I've watched um, two and a half movies um, since since the last time we recorded, with the exception of the uh, Magic Might ones that I've watched. Um, I've watched uh, he- half of Hector and the Search for Happiness. Um, oh, God. Did you just turn it off? Uh, I turned it off because I was tired. Um, I wasn't hating it, but I wouldn't go as far as to say I was enjoying it. Um, let's just say I only watched half an hour um, and um, Simon Pegg's character uh, already seems like it's been three different characters <laughs> already um, but last night uh, we watched um, 
I, I, I didn't watch uh, Immortal Kombat, uh, unfortunately. I rewatched uh, The Shawshank Redemption for the first time in, in a few years, to be honest. Oh, nice. Okay. Um, and it, it's a it's a bizarre thing in, in terms of it, it's very easy. I forget how fucking just on the fucking point this movie is. Um, you know, from Darabont, um, Roger Deakins, uh, cinematography looks fantastic. Uh, Thomas Newman, who we mentioned earlier in the show, uh, his score is brilliant. Robbins uh, has never been better. I don't think Morgan Freeman's ever been better. Uh, and it's just, it's, I mean, it's just shy two and a half hours long, but it fucking flies by. Uh, and it continues to be just, you know, I don't, yeah, it often gets fucking kind of shit talk about the fact that it, it, it's occasionally, the you know, according to IMDb, the best rated movie of all time. But fuck, if you take IMDb ratings as a sign of any kind of quality, then you're a fucking retard. Um, but it is great as in the sense of it is a universal movie. Whereas it would be very hard to not say that's a great movie for everybody who watched it because it is a great movie. Mm. Uh, so I watched that. Uh, I also watched um, the um, documentary uh, Gascoigne. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a, a huge Paul Gascoigne fan. Um, you know, I grew up uh, watching him. Um, you know, I remember, you know, the big kind of things. I remember, um, you know, Italian night, it was like the first World Cup that I, I remember. I think I was seven years old and already fucking football crazy. And I remember sitting down to watch it uh, with, my, with my dad and my uncle and, you know, my granddad and people like that. You know, I, I remember this. And I remember Gazamania and I remember getting caught up in that. And I also remember getting a... Um, a VHS um, of uh, a documentary made in the early 90s that Gaza made about himself, essentially. And this was uh, leading up to just before he uh, went to Lazio. And so I remembered all, all of that. And I had been a, a sort of a, a follower of his career and anything like that as a footballer for, you know, for, for decades, essentially. Um, and so I was very much looking forward to this. And this is how this is how the documentary is built. Um, a feature-length theatrical documentary on the life of Paul Gascoigne, one of the greatest footballers that ever lived, deep and delving into his psyche, vulnerabilities, fears, and triumphs. For a start off, Gaza was a genius footballer. Let's not go too far. He wasn't one of the greatest footballers that ever lived. That just you know, he may have gone on to become one of the greatest footballers that ever lived, but. He had very bad injuries that kept him out of the game and ended up seriously harming his his career. And those injuries led to blah and blah and blah. It's a Talking Heads documentary. These are the Talking Heads that are in it. It is all focused around, essentially, a long interview with Paul Gascoigne. And Talking Heads are Gary Lineker, Jose Mourinho and Wayne Rooney. That's it. Really? Yeah, there is no more than those. It is just those. Gaza talking for the majority of it. Essentially, it is one long interview, and then occasionally Gary Lineker crops up. Gary Lineker is clearly on his own and not being interviewed by somebody, and clearly on his own in his bedroom or something. Well, so he's like just shying away. Yeah. Mourinho, the first thing he says is Bogus going is the special one, and it's like, oh, fuck off. You insufferable prick. <laughs> and Wayne Rooney, you know, Wayne Rooney talks glowingly about him and like he's my hero and everything like this, and that's brilliant. But they are the three talking heads on it. 
which kind of makes you go, really? You couldn't have got anyone else? You, really? You mm. could have got other people. Um, it's it's 90 minutes long, and there's it, it never gets beyond there being some interesting moments of Gaza saying, oh, like, for instance, the reasoning why he went to Tottenham over my United is quite simply because Tottenham bought his mum and dad a house, his dad a car, and his sister a sunbed. That is the reason why he went. <laughs> and there's moments, and he, there's bits where he's talking, and you can clearly see this guy's a fucking broken man. I mean, he is not mentally well. And there's bits where he says stuff, and he laughs about, like, oh, I did this, and yeah, and it's like, really? I don't think you should be laughing about that. Yeah. Um, and there's there's so many kind of you know, it, it he doesn't seem to be aware of his of his, of his failings, and he seems to have pushed a lot of his his issues with addiction and everything like that. He doesn't seem to own them or take responsibility for them. And it it finished, and I thought, there you've got an incredibly fascinating character um, in not only sport but in culture and you have barely even fucking skimmed a surface with it you you could this could have been a great documentary and it ends up being nothing more than a TV special that's been so like is it out. is it is it just like a bit too enthralled to him or it's it, it, it the majority of it it just is uh, an interview an extended interview with occasional uh, very occasional bits of, of of Wayne Rooney looking pensive as a camera kind of like soft flashes around him and then him going oh he's great to watch and he's amazing and the stuff he did was brilliant and that's about it or Gary Lineker going well yeah the problem is with Paul is you know he'd do this and it was brilliant and he, essentially he's a really nice guy but he has these issues and, and, and with, with Lineker you get across the fact that he has a genuine affection for him but you get the idea that he has a genuine affection for him and he genuinely cares about him but if you rang him he'd go and I'm not letting that happen I'm not letting that happen I've tried he has tried to help him and a lot of people have, have tried to help him what World Cup was it where he was the pun- one of the pundits for the ITV coverage? It was and like ninety-eight, I think maybe. Was it ninety-eight where like he, 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 he was gonna go and he didn't go, did he? Yeah. No, no, there, no, there was like he was the he was a pundit on like the first round of games and then just got dropped. That, that, because that, that he was, was incomprehensible and just turned up pissed. That was that was. I oh, was it the Euros? Was it? Was it? That was the um. That was the two thousand Euros. Yeah. Okay. That rings a bell. Yeah, it was two thousand Euros. I... Yeah, it, it, he's. And there's bits in this where it, he's been interviewed, and you can clearly you look at him going. He's he's drunk. He's clearly drinking right now. Um, it is. I, it is staggering that Paul Gascoigne isn't dead. It, it, oh, it is absolutely staggering. But it, it is. It, he clearly has just, you know, 
it is amazing the fact that there's one bit where he's talking about uh, when he went to Rangers and he did the the flute thing, um, and he and he tells a story there about you know the next day he got a um, he got a letter saying um, my name is Blah, this is my address, I'm going to kill you, and he contacted the the police and the police said all right well you know we'll, we'll go and we'll investigate it and the, he said like three days later he said the police said to him stay in your house don't leave your fucking house until we get back so three days later the, he said the police came back sat me down and went yeah we've been to see him and yeah he's genuine he's gonna kill you Jesus and he started into it and he started going this is amazing and then but then you are hit by the but hang on a minute he could be talking shite this yeah. is this is the same guy who turned up to a, a a murderer's fucking meltdown with a fishing rod and a box of fucking chicken. Do, do they address that in it? No, it? none of uh, they don't address anyway. that. They don't address any of the domestic abuse issues at all. They barely investigate his drinking. No point is he mentioned as being an alcoholic. He happens to mention a couple of times, and that's when I started drinking a bit, and that's when I started doing cocaine. At no point do they mention, is it, is it they affected your lives quite badly, haven't they, Paul? At no point is that done. It very much is, they don't want to, they don't want to, at any point, challenge him. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, being honest, 90 minutes, it's a waste of fucking time. That sounds really disappointing. It's incredibly disappointing. I was so disappointed. I was ri- ridiculously looking forward to this. To the idea of, I have had this on my on my iPad, and I don't mind watching films on my iPad. Uh, I wouldn't watch for the first, I wouldn't watch a first watch of, let's say, Age of Ultron on my iPad. But, a documentary Gascoigne is fine to watch on it. But I was going, do you know what? No, I want to watch this and, and really fucking take it in. Because I watch films on my iPad, like, on night if I'm at work and it's quiet, I'll watch it like that. Or if on, like, a Saturday I'm working and I've, I haven't got anything else to do, I'll watch that. But that, and that is how I ended up watching this. But I, I was about 40 minutes in and looking at it going, I've got 45 minutes left of this. And I'm, I'm tempted to just fucking just not bother. Because this isn't going to tell me anything. That I already don't know about Paul Gascoigne. It's, it's, it's a, a massive disappointment and a complete letdown. And um, this movie, this documentary, has got some praise, and I have no idea how. It, 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 it's it's quite simply not very good. Yeah, fair enough. So I won't bother then. I wouldn't. I I, I I wouldn't even bother for the curiosity factor, um, because I just think that you'll be disappointed. It, it's. There's a really good documentary made about this guy's life, and this is a fucking this is a 45 minute TV documentary made into a, an hour and a half feature length documentary. Mm. Um, yeah. Other than that, that I, I, I've got I've got nothing. Okay, well um, let's call it a night then. I'd yes, I, 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 I think that wraps up the show nicely. Uh, like I said, no questions because we didn't actually ask for any. Um, but you can contact us dudemonkey at gmail dot com uh, at dudemonkey at uh, Dude Foz at Ian Loring. Uh, Ian, what are we covering next week? Ant Man. Yes, we are. Man of ants. And we'll be we'll be joined I think again by Noel for that one. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so, um, 
So yeah, so I, I'm, I'm 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 looking forward to that. To be honest, I'm I'm, I'm quite confident it's going to be a, a really sort of entertaining movie. That's what I'm hoping for. Um, yeah. So yeah, so if you want to fire any, any questions during the week to us, if you think about fire it across to us, uh, and we will get to it. Uh, but other than that, uh, this has been episode 118 of Dude and the Monkey, and we hope you have enjoyed it. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.